Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Joining us now to talk to markets, Jim Romer of Best Weather, Inc. Jim, great to have you on the show with us today. Thanks. Uh, looking forward to it. Let's dive in. You have a lot of knowledge about weather and markets. And looking here recently at the market trade, we have a lot of factors in front of us. We have the looming recession. We have all the weather you know, going on. And this is typically a weather market time of year. You throw in you know, all the money liquidating out of grains and oil seeds here the last couple of weeks and, and trying to kind of get back some strength here at the end of this week. It's just been a very active, very volatile market trade here lately. So talk to me a little bit first, just your overall view of this grain market right now. And as we enter the mid part of July, what kind of stands out to you, Jim? Yeah, well, basically, um, we have seen, of course, a stronger dollar and uh, rising interest rates, which are pressured commodities, but also the fact that the corn and soybean crops are relatively really good condition right now for most of the Midwest has created kind of a sell-off in grains. We saw a rebound on Thursday. Um, because of some hot, dry weather expected in the western Corn Belt in mid-July, readings up over 100 degrees in parts of western Iowa and Nebraska next week. So a very volatile market trying to kind of weigh the factors between the recessionary fears and higher a uh, higher dollar and the potential for some western Corn Belt uh, heat and dryness as we go into mid to late summer. Now, we think about the weather and that hot and dry forecast, and it feels like here lately, you know, we've had some of these good rains, and it maybe feels like the weather's turned a bit bearish up until now, this new forecast. As you look out here long-term through July, this key corn pollination time frame, as you alluded to, that hotter, drier forecast maybe out there, do you see uh, weather becoming maybe a, a bullish factor again in the markets? Well, I certainly think that this short-covering rally um, uh, mid to late week here in, in beans and corn was due to, to a, a high-pressure dome that's going to be set over the Midwest, uh, particularly over Nebraska, possibly the Western Corn Belt for a week or so. Helped the rally of the market back here a little bit. But you have to remember that uh, we're relatively high prices historically in grains, and only a small portion of the corn and soybean crop will probably be hurt this summer. And with uh, a weakening La Nina later on this year, that probably bodes well for South American grain production in 2023. So at these relatively high prices, uh, pretty good opportunities for farmers to be hedging uh, some of their production. Um, we don't see these prices very often, obviously. Uh, we're going to just see a very, very volatile grain market this summer. And then I think longer term, probably bearish into 2023. Well, and also, you know, we throw on the world issues as well, and, and there's, you know, still talk out there about global food shortages, et cetera, and a lot of folks have their eyes on the U.S. here this year to produce a, a good crop, whether we're talking corn, soybeans, wheat, you, you name it. As you look globally, what are some of the factors that stand out to you in, in the markets here globally? Has anything really changed? Obviously, you know, Russia, Ukraine, that situation, it, it feels like that's maybe almost taken a backseat to some of the other issues that are affecting the market right now? Well, I was lucky enough, actually, about six weeks ago in my Weather Wealth newsletter that I provide the farmers all over the world to give them long-range forecasts and hedging and trading strategies to actually recommend selling wheat over 12 to $13. I thought a lot of that inflationary concern and the Ukraine-Russian war was built into prices, considering we have a relatively good U.S. harvest uh, coming on right now, improving weather in Australia, Canada, which had a major drought and a huge move up in oats and spring wheat last year, seeing a rebound in production during this third year of La Nina, that's kind of relatively bearish wheat. 
we broke four bucks, but now we're seeing a little bit of a rally back uh, because of droughts in Europe. So I'm always watching weather in four to six different countries, following the dollar, following interest rates. Uh, I think we'll probably do for some kind of rally here on an oversold situation in wheat. But longer term, I think we're going to see a rebound in production in wheating in, in grains, corn and soybeans, particularly in 2023. And we don't want to forget as well, Jim, we have a WASDE report coming up this week on Tuesday. Do you expect any major changes in that report? I know we'll have the June 30th acreage numbers, but do you expect anything from USDA that could sway the markets one way or another? I think historically in July, we don't see the USDA making a lot of the changes in supply-demand estimates. I mean, typically, we already know what the South American crop is. Uh, that's been looked at for the last three to five months. So it's really going to depend on, on July and August weather, and then come the August and September reports, much more of a of an indication of, of how the recessionary fears are affecting supply and demand, and certainly how our crops in the United States and the rest of the world are, are faring. We'll get a much more accurate readings by the USDA later in the summer and the fall. Now, we, we talked the U.S. dollar. You mentioned that. I mean, 19-year highs here this week, again, up around that 107 mark. You know, we talk about all the inflation worries, the Fed. Everyone is watching closely to see what they do. Will they have another basis point increase here this month of July? It's widely expected. Uh, we talk as well about rumors uh, and talk of stimulus in China as well. So we look at the global economies. You know, one has to wonder, the recessionary fears, could that burst our commodity? commodity bubble even more here as we move through into the back half of the year, Jim? Yeah, I'm not an economist from that respect. I mean, obviously, we've seen a 10, 20% break, everything from gold to copper to grains, partly certainly on the stronger dollar, the recessionary fears. If you you go back and look at history, you know, all through the 80s and 90s, 4 or 5% interest rate right now is, is relatively low. So even though we're seeing a little bit of a blip up in interest rates a couple percent or so here over the last few months and maybe more in the future, historically, rates are pretty low. So these recessionary fears could be more of a psychological projection by people because the stock market's been in a tear, obviously, since the crash of 2007 and eight. We'll have to see what happens. It's very possible that this is more psychology than anything else, and we don't go into a global recession like many people fear. Uh, the stronger dollar, you know, obviously has hurt uh, crude oil prices as well as gold. Uh, I advised clients uh, months ago, though it's not weather, to not be long gold as an inflationary hedge because a stronger dollar and rising interest rates usually bears gold longer term. You mentioned crude oil, and we've seen crude come back down under $100 a barrel here today. It's kind of hovering right around that mark. We know that crude oil, gas prices, diesel prices, that's affecting farmers' bottom lines as well as just the general consumer here in the U.S. Uh, You look at this crude oil market, uh, what stands out to you there? Has anything changed? What should we be watching out for here in the month of July? Well, you know, obviously, this the Russian invasion of Ukraine was a big impetus in this and this bull move. And what OPEC does, obviously, is really anybody's guess right now. There's a lot of manipulation that goes on uh, in, in the energy markets, it seems, from foreign countries. So, you know, technically, the crude oil market looks very, very toppy. Uh, hopefully, if we stay down in the 80s or 90s in crude oil versus 130 there, where it was a couple months ago, that could soften, you know, gasoline and heating oil prices maybe anywhere from 8 to 15%. That would be good news for the economy. If that was to happen, then perhaps we want to go into a recession like many people fear. And again, Jim Romer with Best Weather, Inc. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate the time. Yeah, great. Hope to do it again sometime. Thank you. That's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.